in our industry, there's really nothing about like, oh, how good is your resume, things like that. It's more about your reputation. So to find the people with the same value, you can have fun together, you can uh, work hard together, but also party together. I think that's very important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we get to talk about how important partying is. Yes. Hey there, and welcome to Taiwan Talk, where we share the stories of people living in Taiwan. I'm Trevor Tortomasi, and joining me in the studio today is Amy Ma, the CEO of MA Studios, and a producer of so many big film projects here in Taiwan, including recent films like American Girl, Make One Yu Hai, and For My Country, a French film, Pour la France. I hope I said that right. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Trevor. It's my pleasure to be here. So you are mainly a producer, uh, but you do a lot of stuff in the film industry. And I just learned that you even have a podcast. Can you tell us some of the projects you've been working on recently? Yeah, uh, for recent years, um, like American Girl, I think one of the most famous Taiwanese film I did. And it won like four Golden Horse Awards. And also um, it traveled to like Hong Kong, Singapore and like Tokyo Film Festivals. So it's quite well known in Taiwan. And thanks to Netflix, it traveled around the world as well. And um, the most recent one. It's a French Taiwan co-production movie called Pola France for my country. Uh, we finished shooting last January and it went to Venice Film Festival. So it will be releasing in Taiwan in this summer or this fall very soon. Okay. Is that a film about Taiwanese people in France or French people in Taiwan or French both? people in Taiwan. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. That's cool. One of the third is shot in Taipei. Nice. One third of the movie is shot in Taipei. Yes. One of the third is in Paris and one of the third is in Algeria. Algeria? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. Wow. So since you're a producer, mm -hmm. when we think of the film industry, I think most people can probably imagine what directors and actors are doing for each project. It's pretty obvious. Um, but the producer is a little bit behind the scenes, but also at the same time, so hands-on. Mm -hmm. um, you've worked extensively as a producer. Uh, what is the most difficult part of your work? Difficult part, I will say people management, because um, I think movies or TV series are made by a bunch of people. And writers or directors, they are from creative side. They are artists. You have to work with them um, to develop that creativity and the stories. But also you have these like DOPs or a gaffer, key grip, or um, a lot of like a technical guys that you have to work with. So they have a different culture. They have different background. You have to speak to them with different languages and you have to understand their their professional skills before you work with them. So I think producer, you are on hands of everything, but also you have to be, how to say, very understandable of uh, the people around you and you are like the center of the production. So at the meantime, all the problems come to you. So you have to be a problem solver. You have to be an HR person. Also, you have to find money and the right people. So you're kind of on top of everything. Are you like the funnel for investors to put their money into the movie? Yes, yes. Okay. You are the one pitch the story, pitch the project to the investors. So with that much pressure mm -hmm. on what you're pitching, how do you decide what you want to produce? Well, that's the thing. For me, I personally, I choose my passion project. That means I choose um, the script I want to work on. I choose the people I want to work with. And so I don't really like pick projects randomly or because of its commercial value. So for example, like American Girl or like Prolafonce, these are more like our house films if you have to um, put a genre of them. But uh, for me, I really, really enjoy and love the stories in the movie. And also I enjoy the process of working with these brilliant talents um, for these two projects. So I would say I choose projects based on my instinct and um, my passion. Yeah. 
Okay. So I just actually, I recently watched a, a couple weeks ago, uh, American mm-hmm. Girl. Boy, it's it's a moving film. There's, there's a lot of, I don't want to give too much. I don't want to talk about it so much that I spoil something. <laughs> I guess, I guess just like what parts of the story did you connect with and, and what got you into the headspace to starting to want to work on that project? Yeah, I will say um, because I know the director who is also the writer, Fiona, and I know she has been uh, working on this biography or like personal story for many years. And I think the relationship between the mother and daughter really touches me. You know, every daughter has a mommy issue. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that part in the story is very real. Also, like the father part is not like a big part of the movie, but the father in the story is very close to my real father. Like, He's a businessman and work in China for many years, and he's away home for many years. So we are very close, but in the meantime, we have this distance between us. So I think this um, family ship uh, is what I, I really enjoy and I really like from the story. It seems like a lot of people dealing with being stuck in their own different ways. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you can say that. And what elements of like are, of that movie would you say are uniquely Taiwan and uniquely American? Well, the title is American Girl, but it's actually talking about um, a girl has been immigrated to the States for like five years. And then she has to move back because her mother got cancer and uh, they needed like a medical um, the cure in Taiwan. And, and better so, health care than yes, America, for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. So that's why they moved back. And that's the time when SARS hits Taiwan, too. Um, like 2002 or three. 2003, yeah. Okay. Components like in the same story. And I will say this kind of generation is very unique for Taiwanese because during, I think, 1997, that's the trend. All the Taiwanese families try to immigrate to Canada or to the States or to Australia, you know. But after a few years, maybe there's a cultural conflicts or maybe they just not get used to the local um, life. So they choose to move back. And that was the time quite special because for this family or for many families like them, you are Taiwanese, but you are moving back. People see you as a foreigner. People don't um, really count you as their part of their community. So this generation of kids, they are facing a lot of like uh, self-identity. And also, um, they also have this issue with their family, with their uh, friends, classmates, teachers around them. So that's kind of, you can say it's also unique. It's also universe because I think every kid will has these dilemma times in their lifetime. Yeah. And, and obviously, you're not in school right now, so it might be an outward perspective. But do you think this is getting better in Taiwan? Well, I think uh, yes, because now, thanks to a lot of like social media and internet, the cultural difference is not that clear as before. And also, you can get like Korean um, pop and like a Western pop culture very easily. So I will say that the kids, um, they're all learning English right now. They're all watching like a Japanese cartoon, English cartoon. So the cultural difference, I don't think it's as like important or like terrible can you put that word like before yeah um working on this film what was a normal day of production like well that's a loaded question because i think there's a normal day probably (laughs) yeah every day is different but you know people always seeing you like oh amy you have such a happy life you're drinking every day you're eating every day you're traveling every day (laughs) i drink to forget the struggle (laughs) but i was telling everybody it's for work trust Mm. me it's for work because i would say um i think producers are the one making plans making strategy 
like you want to make the best plan. You want people working with you in your most comfortable moment and style. So that's why I always have like meeting with people in a bar or I want to treat them dinners, you know, because that feels more casual than just sitting in the office. You want to sign a contract with me. You want to pay me a million dollars, things like that. You want people want to work with you. You want to people spill yeah. a little bit of food on that contract. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. you know, make people drunk and maybe then sign a deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so for me, I have an office, I have a desk, but I'm rarely sitting on a desk. I'm just everywhere in the cafe in Taipei or I travel a lot. I travel to Korea, Japan or America, UK for work because I did a lot of like co-production projects around the world. So for shooting movie, I think I've traveled over like 30 countries, over like 50 cities or 100 cities in the past 10 years. Okay, yeah. you and you lived in the UK before, was it? I actually live. I started my career in New York. Okay. So I lived in New York for six years, and then I moved to London uh, for four years. But recent years, I kind of relocated back to Taiwan because my family are always here. So I want to spend more time with them. And uh, did you grow up in Taiwan, or did you grow up in many countries at once? I grew up in Taiwan until I graduated from my college, and then I went to Middle East for almost two years <laughs> because my bachelor degree was Arabic language and literature. Whoa. So yeah, I went to Syria and Jordan or Tunisia for study Arabic. And then um, I went to Miami for my master degree. Wait, how's your is, how's your Arabic now? Would your uh, Arabic teacher be proud? <laughs> I think they will be proud because I can still like say something bad words about Arabic. Yeah, okay, the very useful we'll ones. Have to ask them about that then. <laughs> no, but I can still say like a, a basic life language, like a communication. Okay. Yeah, because I've spent enough time there. I think yeah. So like in New York, I always speak Arabic with a taxi driver, so I got a lot of free driving. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> That's one of the advantage, yeah, to speak Arabic. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So you know what it feels like to get into a taxi and speak a language. And someone's like, your language is so good. And you're like, just take me to the... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get a place. Yeah, brother. (laughs) Yeah, you're my brother. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, okay. With all the organization of, Mm -hmm. of different creative minds you have to do for the film, how often do you get to put your own creative input into a film? Well, I actually count myself as a creative producer right now because I write stories with writers together. I put my ideas in it. I mean, I'm not the one like sitting on the desk writing every line, but I put my insights in the character, in the storyline. I kind of guide my writers like, oh, um, in which way your writing can get more productive and effective because um, it's easily to shoot. It uh, can save more money. So they investors or like studios will be happier to invest a project like this and also I know the different resources or like fundings I can get from other countries so I would kind of lining um, like telling my writers oh maybe we can add like Korean elements in the story so we can get money from there I can maybe ask uh, like a big star from Japan to play one role so maybe we can write a Japanese role into our story things like that that's cool yeah. this scene is where we put the coke bottle <laughs> okay cool yeah. wow I didn't know that was part of the process, but that absolutely yeah. makes sense. I mean, if you if you can put something in that mm-hmm. gives a little voice to someone else, mm-hmm. um, sometimes you can get paid for that voice. But also sometimes you can like make your movie a little bit more powerful in ways you didn't. True. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. What's the most important lesson you've learned from from all of this? From producing, making movies, and, and being on set all the time, seeing how different yeah. people's jobs kind of interact with each other? The most important thing, let me think. I think 
why at the very beginning when I was a kid, why I love movies so much? Because I never studied movie. So I chose movie as my career. You never studied N- film either? Never, never, never. You just studied Arabic? Arabic and uh, hospitality management. So I also wow. have some restaurant business going on. So for yeah. someone who loves editing, I'm talking about myself now. <laughs> this interview is about me now. No, uh, and who also majored in Chinese in college. There's still hope for me. <laughs> of course. Yes, <laughs> okay, yes, yes. Cool, cool. Okay, back to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh. I never started filming. Um, so I was say I chose movie to be my career because I have so much passion in it and I always believe a good movie a good story can change somebody's lifetime can give you a touching moment that uh, you can remember for your lifetime I think that's a very important so that's why I always tell people I want to do um, not like a box office hit movie I want to do something sincere very genuine that uh, people can feel can feel like a touching can feel laughter can feel even scary movies they can feel like a real terrified from it. They can enjoy the, the two hours they spend on the movie. So I think to find the right people, you know, to make the people in the team really enjoy the movie making process, it's the key. Because you can see if a movie is with passion, with love, with soul from the filming filmmakers in it. So as a producer, you are kind of the team leader. It's very important for you to take care of every filmmaker, every crew, and to really make them feel proud of the project. I think that's a very important thing. Yeah, from my work. And so these studios you're running, MA Studios, do people come to you or do you kind of go out and find stuff? I think both. Because in our industry, there's really nothing about like, oh, how good is your resume, things like that. It's more about your reputation. So I only tr- work with the people I trust, like who you recommend them. So I think it's very important to build up your connections, build up your networking in this industry. And like I say, you find the right people who work with you. There are many, many talented people, but maybe they are not your group. You have the same value. So to find the people with the same value, you can have fun together, you can uh, work hard together, but also party together. I think that's very important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we get to talk about how important partying is. Yes. <laughs> um, so then of all these things you've worked on, which of your projects would you share with the world if you could share only one? For now, until now, I would say the recent movie, um, Paul Afonso, for my country, because it's actually a real story based on the director himself. It's talking about French brothers who were refugees from Algeria and immigrant to Paris when they were very little. And then his younger brother came to Taiwan to study in the Taiwan University for Chinese. Uh, but he always wanted to be a soldier. He wanted to um, like, contribute himself for the French government. And then the whole movie, a whole story started with an accident and it's like how his family tried to fight uh, his justice with the French government and also with their religions and with their cultural identity in France. So it's quite a serious topic but also it tells about um, the family ship like the love from the mother from the brother and also it tells about a lot of like now the refugee problems and also like uh, the religions problems around the world. So I think for me it's a really important topic to talk about. Like people are always try to keep away of the sensitive uh, mm. topic but this movie I think is hit the right um, angle like we should talk about it we shouldn't avoid it yeah people are really afraid of, of talking about things that they're afraid to get wrong which I yes. think is a form of respect and that's mm-hmm. good um, but also it's nice to see someone put out a well thought narrative 
to yeah. sort of put all those thoughts together in a way that people can talk about more easily. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So in terms of putting together stories, are you allowed to talk about your next big projects? Well, yes. Well, I will say I have two big projects coming up. Um, one of them is still going on right now. The movie's name is Tales of Taipei. Uh, it's an anthology movie. So the reference is like New York, I Love You and Paris, I Love You. We put 10 stories together with 10 directors. So we have the biggest cast, the biggest talents you can ever imagine from Hong Kong, from Taiwan. I can't tell you who they are, but I promise you they will blow your mind. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. Trust me, that's ever in the history, like the best cast list wow. ever. Yeah. And the other new thing uh, for myself is I joined Netflix. Um, so it's my new chapter of my career. Now uh, I'm in charge of the Chinese content, which is China, Hong Kong, Taiwan for the Netflix projects. Mm. So we have a lot of originals coming um, um, this year. You're in charge of all of them? Well, I mean, not like, uh, yeah, but all the Taiwan originals, I'm in charge of them. That's a lot. (laughs) I should have started with that. (laughs) No, but I really, uh, Netflix is a new chapter for me. So I haven't, like, I just started this year. Mm -hmm. So I don't have that many stories to share with, but uh, for me, it's very exciting. It's a new journey, yeah. Um, coming back to Taiwan specifically, mm-hmm. there's so many creative minds in Taiwan, and we're already seeing a lot of great movies. But what kinds of stories do you think we need to hear more of from Taiwan? Well, I think for me, you know, I think one of um, the weakness I would say we have is well, we always trying to copy others. We think, oh, this Korean drama is so good, we won't do the similar. Oh, we, oh, the first love. From Japan is so good. We want to do another first love, maybe in Canton, mm-hmm. yeah, things like that. But we forget how many good IPs, good original stories we have on this island. Yeah, I think we have to focus back in our own stories. We have so many, like we have oceans, we have high mountains, we have so so many different tribes, uh, like aboriginals people in the mountains. We have so many history we can tell, but. Like, let's just talking about our, our own stories. I think that's now is the right time because thanks to um, the international platforms, now people are very used to watch like subtitles and like different language and cultural stories. But we have to tell our own story to have our own voice. I think now is the right time. Where can people find more of your stuff? I do have my website. I do um, have my personal page on IMDb. Okay. So if you search um, Amy Ma, I actually, um, I've done, I think, over maybe like 10 feature films or like two, four, three, four TV series in the past. So you can see my filming history on my company website or on my IMDb page. And then from there, it will just be a little bit of a quest to find like where those things are now. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. It's hard to have them all in one place. Well, <laughs> uh, congratulations on all that work. I will put a link in the description of the podcast. Oh, I forgot to ask about your podcast oh um, yeah what, what's your podcast well, can you plug it here uh, I was interviewing a lot of actors uh, that I work with but I stopped it after I joined Netflix okay, are mm-hmm. you still allowed to tell people that it's out there yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, still okay. yeah what's it, it calls, called um, yeah what's the name of it it's my uh, this podcast is called Taiwan yeah. Talk by the way <laughs> Trevor oh. remembers What's it's it? come to Ma Amy. It's come to Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Come yeah. to M-A-A-N-Y. Okay, cool, 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 cool. And yeah. uh, what kind of uh, actors did you get to talk with? Just people you've worked with? And yeah, people, people I work with. So they are like big 
cast in Taiwan, let's say like Vivian Song, Song Yunhua, or mm-hmm. like uh, Huang Jianwei. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they are like big stars. People must know them. Well, thank you for helping to tell the stories of Taiwan and Taiwan's interactions with the world. Um, producing is not an easy job, um, but hopefully now listeners know a little bit more about it uh, and how many connections and how much talking and sometimes how much partying can go into being a truly good producer. It's full work. I'm telling <laughs> you, Trevor, work. it's full work. <laughs> so, uh, Amy Ma, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Trevor. My pleasure as well. And thanks to you, the listener. If you'd like to hear more from ICRT, you can listen to full-length episodes of Taiwan Talk wherever you normally find podcasts. And you can help us out by telling a friend. Anyway, that's it for this episode of Taiwan Talk. Until next time, I'm Trevor Tortomasi on ICRT FM 100. If you'd like to hear more from ICRT, you can check out our other podcasts. We've got Taiwan This Week, a roundup of the news in Taiwan every Friday, English in the News, for useful English expressions explained in Chinese, and EZ News, spelled with the letters E and Z, for simplified daily news. For some lighter news in both English and Chinese, check out News Bites and News for Kids. And if you enjoy them, tell a friend. Thanks for listening.